So how mature is your anger? This is something I've been thinking about quite a lot recently. And about different emotions and about all our shame, guilt and desires and happiness and blissfulness. All these different things we have, fear and anger. How mature are they? You know, I think we all develop them at a young age, but they're not very mature. So how can we grow it up? And what does a mature anger look like compared to an immature anger? And that's what we're going to discuss on this podcast. And just by embracing, knowing what it means to have a mature anger will automatically seep into your life. It will automatically change how you have arguments and how you deal with your anger and how you can be slightly more persuasive when arguments do occur. Hey, I'm Stephen Webb, and this is Stillness in the Storms podcast. And it's here to give you a little more inner peace in life by giving you a deeper and a different perspective of how things work and how we work and how to live from a a deeper, more meaningful sense. So, talking about anger, the Tao Te Ching says, the best athlete wants his opponent at his best. The best general enters the mind of his enemy. The best businessman serves the communal good. The best leader follows the will of the people. All of them embody the virtue of non-competition. Not that they don't love to compete, but they do it in a spirit of play. In this they are like children, and in the harmony of the Tao. You know, if your arguments are in the spirit of play, that's fine. But how often is this the case? I remember we were having... All of our walls replaced. I live in what's called a Cornish unit. And if you've never seen what a Cornish unit looks like, the bottom half of it is basically concrete. And the top half of it is like slates. And they were put up just after the war really quickly. And it, it meant that the government could build lots of houses and they were prefabbed in like a warehouse. And then they were just put up on site. But the problem is they developed like a concrete cancer, I believe it's called. And the concrete started rotting and it started to become very weak. And it meant that these houses couldn't get mortgages. And in order to get a mortgage, they had to basically replace the outside of these walls. Then, uh, long story short, um, my parents sold the house to a housing association so I could continue to live here. And they had to replace the walls in order for it to be mortgageable. Now then, in replacing the walls, this is is becoming a really long story to get to a a point. We had loads of builders around. At one time, there were seven or eight builders here, a couple of decorators. And it was so busy. And it was during the summer, so all the doors were open. And, you know, I like to talk to people. So I was up there talking to the builders. 
probably shouldn't have done. I was probably distracting them from their work majorly. But this guy came in from two doors up and he came in at the door and said, I want you to move the van. And I said, well, why? Because we've got everybody here. You know, there isn't loads of, loads of room in the road. Um, give me a good reason. Just move the van. And I said, no, well, just give me a good reason. It's in, the, it's in the way of my gate. And I said, well, you know, if you've got a good reason, we'll move it in a couple of hours, but in order to move it, we've got to move several cars. So is it okay for just a couple of hours? And it come to, it was two foot over his gate, you know, 24 inches over his gate, and he just, he couldn't park exactly where he wanted to. So he was in my kitchen shouting and shouting at me. And I remained calm and the people around me and all that. And I suppose I should remain calm because the people around me were watching me. I don't know if I'd remain calm. And I just said, look, we will move it in a couple of hours. And I did become a little bit um, stubborn at this point. I, I was like, no, I'm not moving it now because you're coming in my home and you're shouting at me. And I just remained calm and I let him talk. And in the end, he left. And we moved the van a couple of hours later. And a couple of people said to me, how did you remain calm? I was like, I don't know, I just did. And here's the thing. But just remaining calm solved that argument quite easily. You know, he wasn't happy, he went away, but it did not blow up into us falling out and having to live in the same road and never speaking again. And here's the thing. If you can just pause... There's nothing wrong with being angry. You should be angry. There's children starving in the world. There's people suffering. There's wars going on. There's corruption going on. There's people that are homeless that don't need to be homeless. You know, the difference between rich and poor is huge. We should be angry. Um, there's nothing wrong with being angry. It's not, anger is not the problem. But it's what we do with the anger that is the problem. It's what we do with it in the moment. And the thing is, we're very often angry because we're taking it personally. And, uh, and this is where it's really interesting, where the, the best general enters the mind of his enemy. Instead of from your side of it, instead of looking at it as, well, how dare you attack me here? Get in their mind. See what they're saying. What, what is their point? Jumpo, one of my teachers, says to me, has anybody ever made you angry? It's like, well, yeah. Really, have they? And I'm like, yeah. People have pissed me right off. He goes, hmm. And he leans in. And he asks me again, has anybody made you angry? And I'm like, yes. He said, okay. Let me ask you again. And he slows down and he says, has anybody ever made you angry? And then suddenly, well, no, I've chose to be angry. I'm angry because I care. They didn't make me angry. I'm choosing my reaction. I'm choosing my response. And in doing that, I can choose how to respond to my anger. It's my anger, not theirs. They're angry. They're having a go at me for something. That's their anger. Me 
you know, whatever's arising in me is my anger. Then I might be angry because they're not listening to me. I might be angry because they don't have a point and they're wrong. But again, it's my anger. And if we stop and realize that both of us care, we may not care about the same thing, but both of us care. The problem is normally when we get angry, we stop listening. All of our other senses shut down. Our reasonable mind switches off. And our chimp mind, our shoulders go up and we arch ourselves and we're ready for a battle. You know, how I'm going to win this argument. It's just like when you get into a relationship at first in the first three months. You can call them a name and it's funny. You can say all these things and you can have these bantering arguments. And nobody takes it personally because you're so high on endorphins of new love that it's okay. You know they don't mean it. Give it a four or five months in. Oh, different story. The endorphins are gone then and they can say the slightest thing. Did you leave the cup on the side? What, are you accusing me of something? It's like, well, no, I'm not accusing you, but did you leave the cup there? Well, I might have done. Are you saying I'm lazy? It's like, no. I'm just fed up with picking up the cup. And I just asked if it was you. You know, you know the scenario. But how, what, what does mature anger look like? Well, mature anger takes a step back. It's still angry. It still realizes that there's something here to be, that you deeply care about. But it pauses. And it waits upon the intuition to come up from further down below. Instead of the mind jumping to a response, jumping to, i got to win this. You know, this is a war. It's, it, doesn't, it takes the war out of it. It's no longer a war. It's just, well, we both care about something. It may not be the same thing. Perhaps if I listen to them, and then they'll listen to me. So you could go through the phrase, you know, I'm angry because I care. And I pause because I am wise. You know, I'm angry because I care. And I pause because I'm wise. And then allow a deeper intuitive self. A genuine, honest answer. Rather than just jump into the same old triad of um, abuse or shouting or defensive mechanisms. Whatever you normally, your default jumping to is. The mature one doesn't jump to that. The mature one understands. It gets in the enters the mind of the enemy. You know, the best businessman serves the communal good. So you're looking at the good for both of you, whoever you're angry with or whatever you're angry with. Now, you could be angry with people that are dumping rubbish on the beach. Good. I'm glad you're angry about it. You bloody well should be. It's annoying. Us humans know better. But running around, screaming about it, shouting about it, phoning your mum and moaning about it doesn't do anything. We think it makes us feel a little bit better and the more we moan about it, putting on the Facebook post, hey, and I'm guilty of this one. You know, if anybody's my friend on Facebook, you know I do this. You know, one of my default jump to, well, I'll share it on Facebook. I'll find my common tribe that are angry about this same thing too. But if you question why you're doing it, then you don't end up making things worse.
you know, if you do end up talking very quickly and making um, accusations or you get personal, be wise and apologize quickly. As soon as you realize you jumped into that mode, apologize. You know, the most perfect argument is when you can understand what they're saying. You end up being able to help them to understand what you're saying. And you can immediately have a laugh over a cup of coffee after. And you can see yourself in the other person, that if you were them, you'd be angry just like them. And it may not be the same thing as you that you're angry about, for them, it may be the parking space. For you, it may be world hunger. You know, we all have our different priorities. I'm not here to judge someone else's priority, trust me. I just think what I'm angry about is bigger and better than theirs. <laughs> just, that's the reality. I always believe my anger is more worthy than somebody else's anger. Of course I do. It's mine. I own it. Just like most of the stuff I own, I think is better than, you know, that's normal. That's part of who we are. That's part of the small mind human, small mind ego. But there's an intuitive wisdom that runs way deeper inside of you, that is honest and genuine. And if when we're angry, we can just pause, recognize I'm angry because I care. And pause because you're, you have a new skillful way. You have a new wise way of doing things. Just by doing that, we don't throw more fuel on the fire. We don't make things worse. We end up solving more problems than we end up creating. Very often when we're angry, we create more problems. You know, especially the masculine side of the human race human race it's like as if we're getting somewhere we ain't getting nowhere but that's a different story <laughs> that's a whole different podcast um but there's nearly always a solution you know if you just look deep down and be honest and genuine and explain why you're angry you know anger normally comes from fear fear comes from caring about something deeply you know, it all comes back to the caring. You know, we've all had different life, different experiences. And immature anger lashes out. It doesn't stop. It just wants to win. It wants to beat the other person down. Whether it's physically or whether it's mentally or whatever way. They just want to win. Whereas mature anger says, well, I'm not worried about winning, but I... But I do want to get over what I care about. But in the meantime, I understand you care about something too. Perhaps we can both share what we care about deeply. And from an honest and genuine place. I hope that makes sense. I hope you, it gives you an insight into what a more mature anger looks like. Don't get rid of your anger. Use it. Benefit from it. Let the world benefit from the fact that you care deeply about something. You know, the, the, some of the biggest changes in the world, some of the most amazing things in the world that we enjoy today come about because someone was once angry. They might have been angry that, you know, there was an injustice, or they might have been angry that 
you know, they got to walk to a payphone, so they, <laughs> they invented a phone. Or angry, the remote controls used to have a cable that people used to fall, across, fall over across the front room. You know, someone was like annoyed by this, so they were inspired to go and invent a remote control. The world's changed by anger and desire and drive and emotions. Use them. Use them, but not in an immature way. Use them in a wisdom way to drive the world forward. Drive yourself forward. No longer, no longer it's to get rid of the anger. It's to embrace the anger. Embrace your anger. Embrace the fact that you care about something deeply. I'm Stephen Webb, and this is Stillness in the Storms. And and in the next podcast, I'm talking about the story in Hades about Sisyphus. Sisyphus? Sisyphus. That's it. Sisyphus. And about the way he was condemned and his punishment was to push a rock up a hill and watch it roll down for the rest of his life for eternity. Not in the rest of his life, for eternity. So what did we learn from that? What did we learn from this story? That's my next podcast. Um, in the meantime, I'd like to thank all my patrons. Um, you really make a difference and the people that support me on Facebook. Thank you so, so much. It makes a real big difference. Um, when I get that payout every month, it means I can improve something in the way of production or in the way of doing something with a podcast and ultimately pay some bills, which is always a nice thing. So thank you to my patrons. I deeply, deeply appreciate you. And you make this podcast possible for everybody and it keeps it free for everybody. Um, so there's a link in below if you want to donate or become a patron. Um, thank you. Take care. Have an amazing week. I'm Stephen Webb.